0: Peace. It's It's me. me. I've been searching. Where could you be? You stay in the back of my mind. You enter and leave like it's nothing. And I just want to be free. I just want to be free from it all. The lies, the judgments, the money. But a dollar and a dream. That's all that we have. We're young and we're black. Misguided and judged off of what we lack. A burning desire to make it out. But once there, we realize what life is really about. I used to dream and now I can't cause I don't know what to dream for. I'm just young and misunderstood trying to connect with lost souls. So at the end of it all, I ask myself, what am I here for? Why the world make me feel misguided? I can't hide it. I'ma shake the globe, change it. Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents. I'ma shake the globe till they feel it. Why the world make me feel misguided? I can't hide it. I'ma shake the globe, change it. Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents. I'ma shake the globe till they feel it. What's up, everybody? This is the Misguided Podcast. We intend to guide you to a better future the purpose of this podcast is to do exactly that we will dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and highlight what makes them successful but also pinpoint mistakes they've made and how to improve them our goal is to make you start thinking about building generational wealth through business i hope you enjoy and if you do please rate this podcast and leave a review and now let's get started What's up, everybody? My name is Jawan Rohan, and this is the Misguided Podcast. We're intend to guide you to a better future. I'm sitting here with Alan Corey, author of House Fire and Real Estate Investor. How are you doing, my brother?
1: Great, great, great to be here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to talk to you.
0: Of course, of course. Thank you so much for uh, coming up on the podcast. I, I believe I heard you on Bigger Pockets. And before I even finished the podcast, I was like, I gotta talk to this dude. Um, and I, I, I reached out on Twitter and I think you responded within less than an hour. So I appreciate that. Uh, and you being on top of that.
1: Yeah, no problem. I'm not on social media too much. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, the timing worked out great. So thanks for reaching out.
0: Right. I, got, I guess I got lucky. I've been getting lucky a lot, a lot lately. So, <laughs> um, But no, nah, thank you, Thank you for coming up here, uh, man. You have a crazy story um you've dabbled in pretty much almost everything um and you're the author of two books correct me if i'm wrong it could be more three books three books there you go um so um i want to talk about everything <laughs> let's go okay. ahead. let's go ahead and start from where you're from and your in your background where you grew up
1: yeah i grew up uh in atlanta georgia specifically the suburbs of georgia and um born and raised here and um just you know, your typical suburban life that that you would, when you picture a suburb life, that was mine. And um, once I sort of got... To college i just knew i wanted something more i wanted more diversity i wanted walkability i wanted to live the life that i saw on tv and movies and so i found my way to new york city and, and uh, spent 13 years in new york city and that's where um i i just i just love i love living there it's great but after uh, um after having a few kids i uh, came back home to atlanta to, to be closer to family
0: yeah yeah what um what college did you go to
1: i went to university of georgia
0: Okay, okay. And so what made you so I'm assuming you went to New York after college, what made you take that that leap to go to out there to New York?
1: Well well so um, I always wanted to leave Georgia I, I didn't have, grow up with, with with much money and my family didn't have much money um, but I got a, a scholarship to the University of Georgia and but my whole goal was to get as far away as possible just because I wanted there's this huge world out there I wanted to explore it I wanted to go so my sophomore year in college I applied for the National Student Exchange program which still exists amongst a lot of the universities and what that meant is I got to go to another university within their network. Oh. And, and uh, but got to pay in-state University of Georgia tuition, which I was on scholarship anyway. Um, so that would have been free and I get to go somewhere else as long as someone else from that college applied to go to University of Georgia. And um,
0: what is this program was, called? I'm, I'm going to write it down. What's this program? It's called, it's called the National
1: Student Exchange Program. And so every university or college that has this uh, typically has some sort of fashion of this, but this was the biggest one that National Student Exchange Program. So I applied for the three furthest universities away from my home, which was the University of Washington, University of Hawaii and University of Oregon. So my sophomore year, I, I was able to go to the University of Oregon. Someone from Oregon got to go to the University of Georgia, and um, that was great. That was just a completely different experience, East Coast, West Coast. You know, I always explain, like, Georgia, everyone's just drink beer, 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 beer. Yeah. Oregon, everyone's, like, sipping craft beers, but they're doing <laughs> drugs, drugs, drugs. Uh, yeah. but so uh, as a 19-year-old, 20-year-old, that was, like, the whole new world to me. like, what? The People on the West Coast live completely different lives than the East Coast yeah uh and and then ever since then i just wanted to travel and 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 just be around diversity and so when i graduated college it was either on i also had dreams to be a stand-up comedian an actor uh be in television so um it was la or new york la or new york and i was able to find a job in new york uh first
0: so i ended up there what was your first job in new york
1: Uh, So um, I I majored in in, uh, computers in in university, not because I had any interest in computers. My roommate's brother. Older brother said, "Hey, if you want a six figure job, uh, you know, major in computers." Now, this was in 1990. I was just my kind of per- yeah.
0: perfect timing for computers. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. And so, I, my first job in New York City was tech support for, for a software company. But um, I was terrible at it because it wasn't my interest, it wasn't my passion, and I, I didn't enjoy it. I, I wanted to entertain, and I wanted to be, you know, do all these things. But, but, but it got me to New York, and, and so I, I, I credit it for that. Kind of yeah.
0: Yeah, sometimes you have to find something to just get you to finding your passion. You know, it takes a while to find it, but sometimes you might have to take a detour of like what you don't even think you know you ever thought you would do. You you probably never imagined yourself doing tech, right? But that, yeah. like you said, got you in New York, which then opened you up to a whole different environment of comedians, of actors. They're like, whoa, like you know what I mean? So right. um, sometimes right. you have to just take that jump. Um so okay, you're you're in tech support, um, and you realize this isn't your passion. So what are you doing? How are you well, are you searching? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, well, also I I knew I wanted to do comedy. So my day job was nine to five uh, tech support, but then I was in the comedy clubs till three o'clock in the morning every night. Yeah. um, just not getting any sleep. Um, just, just bouncing between, but but I, I needed to pay the bills and and Comedy does not pay any bills whatsoever. Uh, yeah, so uh, music, paid, get, music doesn't either. So. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, I got I got paid in laughs, and that, that you know, my landlord doesn't doesn't take laughs. But um, so uh, so, so I was so I I was like, how do I? But also, I knew if I'm not going to break out as a comedian or a comedy writer or you know all these dreams I had, a performer, if if it wasn't my full time gig, right? Yeah. Because my 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 Concentration is split half. Half my full, t- you know, my waking hours are, are, are split at tech support and, and and comedy. So I I bought this is before really um, every podcast existed and all, all this sort of YouTube. So I bought every single book that I possibly could. Went to the library, checked every single book out. Personal finance, wealth building, stocks, uh, real estate, because because I knew nothing about finances, and I was like, I'm just going to educate myself. And and when you're in New York City, you're just surrounded by wealth. Like you just look around, and people are going to the Hamptons and taking helicopters, and the glassy, sexy buildings. And and I'm like, how are who? How do you get there? Like I, I was living in the projects. I was living in the projects of Spanish Harlem. Yeah. And, I was gonna say uh,
0: you're sub- you're surrounded by wealth, but you're also surrounded by the projects and homeless people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. like everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and so um, I was like, there there's this disconnect. Like, how do I get there? There. And and, and um, so um, I didn't have mentors. I didn't have any rich people in my life. Um, I, I only knew like two people in New York City uh, when I first moved there. And so I just devoured, and, and I was like, I'm going to learn. Like these people learn how to do money. These people learned how to invest. They, they you know, I was probably new, too naive to understand that maybe they came from a connected families or you know had you know coaching and people in their life that podcasts like this that really kind of lift. Them up, um, you know, but um, so I, I just learned as much as I could. And what I gravitated to mostly was real estate. It just made sense to me. I, I could never really grasp stocks and values and bonds and value, you know, growth bonds and whatever value bonds. Um, and it, it just didn't seem exciting because I didn't have any control. It was like I'm buying stock in a company and you're just but hoping. I'm yeah, I'm just hoping. Like, yeah. I, 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 this guy. I don't know if he's a good CEO like he does good <laughs> press releases right yeah. uh, but that's crafted by the PR department also he
0: could get fired tomorrow so yeah right right
1: <laughs> and I couldn't go in there and say fire this terrible customer support guy yeah. uh, and, and hire this or whatever like I had no control so I feel like uh, buying lottery tickets whatever uh, but with real estate it just it made sense because I've lived in a house I've lived in an apartment you know I I I understand that if I fix up the kitchen is going to be worth more money. You know, it just, it just was, was easy for me to understand. And so I just kept reading more and more real estate books. And then my plan was if I just buy, you know, a few, one property a year, I'm going to save up all my money and buy one property a year. And I can rent that out probably in five years, I could leave my day job and i could li- i could just be a landlord and with that landlord i can make my own schedule i can focus on comedy and then i can fix the toilets or change the light bulbs when you know outside of that but at least i could have my own sleeping schedule that makes sense and i could just focus you know 99% of my time on comedy and only 1% on this on this landlord stuff but i would I, I, the math just seemed to be i needed five properties so i was like one property a year for 5 years and then i could do comedy full time and so i just put every dollar that I could into saving for that property. Um, and, and that, that meant I had a $50,000, uh, salary and I lived off $19,000 of that a year so that I could invest 31,000 so I could save $31,000. And so I lived off, I was already that is a grind
0: barn. that yeah, is it a was grind. a
1: grind, but, but I had a vision and I was like, I, I just need to do this for five years. Just yeah. do this for five years. I was in my twenties, 22, 23. I mean, all, all of my other friends that no one, no one had money. It wasn't like we were, you know, I, we still yeah. went to bars and I, I would just order water or soda or, or drink before I went. Like I, I didn't say no to things. I just didn't spend money on things, you know, or yeah. eat at home, ramen noodles for 13 cents and then go out to dinner with my friends and just sort of, you know, be there for the atmosphere. Yeah. Right. Um, but, um, I had a vision. I was like five years, five years. That's my out exit clause. Cause I, I just hated my job. Um, it, it wasn't that the job was bad. I just hated working for someone yeah, else. It yeah, wasn't yeah. what I wanted to do. Um, and so that first year I saved up $10,000 and I was like, that's it. 10,000. I've never had this much money before. I've got $10,000. Let's go buy a property. And I'm sitting, uh, looking up listings in my, in the projects in Spanish Harlem. And I was like, this is a 10% down payment on a $100,000 property. And nothing is in New- $100,000 in New York city. Even back then, this was early two thousands. Um, but I found one property in Brooklyn, um, that was $110,000. And I just, I said, this, this is the closest thing I've seen to a hundred thousand dollars. I'm buying this property. I don't care. I've never been to Brooklyn before I am buying this property um, because I have no other options. And I knew I just, I, I wanted to buy a property right then because the sooner I bought a property, the sooner I could start saving for my second property next year. And so I didn't want to just drag this out in a whole year waiting for properties because then it would, it would, it, my, my whole plan would, would get out, out of whack. You know, yeah. I had five years, five properties. Um Anyway, so I show up and there's a, you know, Brooklyn at the time was not uh, the Brooklyn that it is now. There's, you know, a guy passed out on the front doorsteps. He's He's asking me for money. Uh, he's asking me, Am I a cop? And then, you know, I, I don't know what the right answer is. Do you want me to be a cop? Do you not want me to be a cop? What kind of neighborhood is this? Are you guys pro cops or bad cops? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, long story short, I ended up getting that property. Not, I negotiated it down to $99,600 and I put my 10% down. And I was able to acquire my first property. And, and then I, I just. Kept that hustle up for five more years, and then went from there.
0: So this first property, uh, you lived in with your your buddies, right? You're... Well, the
1: first first one was a a one, a one bedroom apartment, okay. um, and so I turned it into a two bedroom apartment. There's a the, the great. I found this by default, but now it's a very popular strategy called house hacking, which is you live in your house, you buy a primary residence and you rent out your spare rooms, or maybe you buy a duplex, live in one unit and you rent out the other units. But for this, I bought a property. It was a one bedroom and I turned it into a two bedroom. I just hung, hung this very, very heavy curtain and fabric. Uh, that's all I could afford. And I said, Hey, uh, Two this living room is now a bedroom yeah two bedroom and so I found a roommate a friend of mine and um, and her rent covered uh, my mortgage payment so all of a sudden I bought my first place and I'm like oh I feel broke and then all of a sudden wait a minute uh I don't have any housing payments anymore because because I I've have a roommate who's, who's paying for my mortgage and then and then light bulbs went off and I'm like oh wow I I, I've already the most expensive bill in everyone's life is their housing payment, whether it's rent or mortgage. Most of your paycheck goes to that and, and cars,
0: gotta, cars, 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 cars. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, thankfully in New York city, I was a subway bus True. guy, yeah. but um, uh, yeah, cars is, is big too. But, but, um, and, and so I was like, wait a minute now, now I can save even more money. I just got rid of my housing payment. So next year, when I buy that second property, I had $25,000 saved up instead of $10,000.
0: Snowball effect.
1: Yeah. And then I bought a duplex where I'm, and, and a, a, it was all a bunch of comedians. Yeah. So, okay. The six yeah.
0: comedians and yeah. one house. Yeah. 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 Six comedians.
1: We called it the House of Clowns. Yeah. And I charged them each about 600 bucks each. And then that covered all my mortgage, all my utility, all my property taxes, all my home. Insurance, plus I was profiting $2,000 across the two properties. So I was living in my own house, getting paid to live in my own house. I had no housing expenses and I was making $2,000 a month in cash flow, which is what I was making at my day job. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, I, this is way more profitable. I love doing this real estate. I don't want to do comedy anymore. I'm just going to focus on real estate. I was like, this is, I'm going to make my money doing this. And then I'm going to just have all this time in the world. And then if I want to go back to comedy, I can, or whatever I want to go travel. Like, I want to talk about that. Did did you like,
0: obviously your passion for comedy didn't just disappear, but it was like, kind of like blinded by all the money you were making and the financial freedom that you found within real estate. So what made you just say, all right, I don't. I need to step back from comedy and really dig into this real estate. I need to not spread myself so so thin.
1: I, I think it was because I wasn't in control of my own destiny. Because uh, for comedy, I, you know, I. I, I I, 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 I my strength was writing, not necessarily performing. Yeah. But to, to get noticed as a writer, you got to go perform. And then to get noticed as a performer, you have to get an agent. But to, to get an agent, an agent just has to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me money, or they they you need to be on the right um, you know stage at the right time. And so it was all my whole comedy career i was like i need a guy to to meet me introduce me to another guy and i need a guy to watch me at this you know at this club at this night like it was all just sort of serendipitous like who's going to show up and hopefully lauren michaels is an audience today or whatever and so um
0: it's like you can't control something you can't make an agent be hey be there on 920 and yes, I'm gonna be performing it, but with yeah. real estate, you can do that. It's like, hey, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah right,
1: right. I was, I was controlling
0: right. my own life. Yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah.
1: control of my own life. Yeah. And that that's what I didn't like about any day job was they were controlling my life. They were telling me what meetings to be at and what time I had to be there and what I, how I had to dress. And I was like, no, I want to be in control of my own life comedy. I thought I was in control of my own life, but it was all, but to make money, I was at the whims of all these people that I ne- don't know. And just, you know, and so real estate, I I had complete control.
0: It's almost kind of like the opposite, like with like any industry, right? Music, comedy, whatever. Uh, In the beginning, you have to work extremely hard. You have to be in control of, everyone else has to control you to get to the point to where you can control them. For example, yes. let's yes. take Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, right? Just a few that people know yeah. they had to really grind and be controlled by, you know, other agents by being at a place at the right time, right? They had to right. sleep in their car just to get to where they are now. And they can point right. where they want people to go with real estate. Yeah. It's like, no, your first property, you're in control everyone listens yeah. to you because that, that house is under your name. <laughs> right, hundred percent. So,
1: right, right, hundred percent. Yeah, it's like, those it's are good examples. I was performing with Kevin Hart when no one knew who he was. Yeah, and, uh,
0: <laughs> you know, but but
1: you know, he. But, but if you're a natural talent like him or Dave Chappelle, you're going to rise to the top. The right people are going to notice. I was I, not that natural.
0: I was going to say uh, I I saw a couple of Kevin Hart's uh, older performances on YouTube, right when he was like 18 years old or whatever. Yeah, back yeah. Um, and I'm I'm wondering if that's the same time you were out there.
1: Yeah, I was out there um, from 2001 to 2014, but I was only doing comedy to about 2008, 2009. So um, the sort of the, the crew that got popular at my age was like Nick Kroll. I was performing a lot with him. Aziz Ansari. Uh, that oh, sort of love uh, him. crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Dude,
0: uh, they just released Master of None season two. Have, that's right. I saw I, that. Yeah, I have to watch yeah. it. I was gonna watch it last yeah. night, but I'll probably yeah. watch it this week. Um, that's cool. That's super cool. So, uh, yeah, you, you said you you stopped doing comedy in two thousand eight, but and you bought that first property um in the early two thousands, but then um the we had obviously the worst housing market in the world in two thousand eight. So, what happened with that that those properties that you had?
1: Yeah. So, uh, what I, what I've learned is is that. that there's a, you have to disassociate real estate investing with primary residence buying. Because with primary residence buying, you're typically have to sell regardless of what the market is, because you're getting married, getting divorced. You have a kid, you're moving across country. Like you just have to sell. And I hope the market's up or I hope the market's not down. But with real estate investing is I buy a property, I get a fixed 30 year mortgage. So my expenses are going to be fixed for 30 years. I know what my insurance is going to be. I know what my property tax is roughly is going to be. Uh, but I know what my mortgage payment, which is the majority of it is going to be fixed. And 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 New York City is is you know, if you have a decent house, you're always going to have it rented. There's no rental vacancies in New York City very often because there's 8 million people living on the island or whatever in Manhattan. Um, And so um, you you don't go vacant very long. So because let's say, you know, you have a a $500,000 place in in anywhere, this is not New York City, but and the housing values drop to $350,000. If you were renting that out for $3,000, you're still renting it out for $3,000. You know, mm-hmm. the it, it, rent doesn't drop to. Fifteen hundred dollars in a housing crash. If anything, there's a housing crash. People move their homes, and they want. Their, it creates more renters, um, and so there's even higher rate, so um, demand. And so, as a real estate investor, I, I get to control when I sell. I've got a tenant in there who's who's renting it at all times. And if the market's down, then I hold it and keep renting it. If the market's up, I can choose to sell if I want to. I don't have to, but I get to choose when I'm buying or selling as a real estate investor, which is completely different than when you're buying a primary residents and a lot of people kind of lose their money that way
0: I don't think everyone anyone's ever explained it like that that's a very, like the difference between the primary and sec, or investment um, during you know a real estate crisis um, wow you that, that, that's great detail I, I, that's my first time hearing like it, like that's my first time hearing that in that type of way. I've always known it, right? I've always yeah. understood real estate, but I've never heard someone say it like that. So.
1: <laughs> well, well, I, well, people always like, I'm a realtor in, in Atlanta and a real estate investor and, and people are always like, hey, um, I want to buy a house. Will this make me money? And I always have to have the conversation. I say, listen, your primary residence is not real estate investing for the reasons I just said, but also the things that make you the most money on real estate investing, you don't want to live. Like you want to buy the house for cheap, that no one else, that they can't sell, but you can rent it. You want the house where someone's just going to rent it for a year while they get their act together or a year while they're finishing up college and they're moving on and you get a new tenant. That's going to make you way more money uh, because than a place that you want to live in. Because the place you want to live in, you're going to pay a little bit extra because of the school districts. You're going to pay a little bit extra because of the coffee shops. You're going to pay a little bit extra because it's safe, right? Um, and, and that takes away money out of profit, right? So you're buying something that is is your lifestyle? That's a lifestyle decision. That's not a financial decision. Real estate investing is completely different. I don't care if the house is sexy. I don't care if it's safe. Is it sexy on a spreadsheet? Then I'm buying it. Uh, I don't have to live there. But there are people at different stages of life who that is that neighborhood works for them at right now. That's all they can afford, and they want something that's going to not you know be you know be consistent. There's a roof over their head. I want to take good care of it but uh, that's where I'm going to make way more money than buying in a Tony uh, developed area and and either for myself or to rent out. That, that's just the economics of real estate investing.
0: Well said, Alan. Well said. I like that. Um, definitely. Uh, so I want to move on to a segment called the hella misguided segment where I asked the same question um, throughout every episode. Um, what would you tell yourself um, in a letter um, to your 18 year old self? What would a summary be? Yeah,
1: well, so that is actually my first book. Uh, So my first book is called A Million Bucks by 30, which I wrote for um, people graduating high school, graduating college, and not knowing anything about finances. Because I found my, I was in that position, like I said earlier, where I knew nothing, but everyone else seemed to have knowledge about money. So I wrote that entire book for that 18 to 24 year old who just learning about money, like what's a 401k? What 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 do I ask the HR department? What is a IRA? How do I even buy a house in real estate investing? So that that is a letter to to myself, um, and because I'm I've come from a comedy writing. Background. I try to make it entertaining. I try to make it funny. All my books are the same way. And that this is written for people who, who don't care about money, but I make it enjoyable. I make it a story. I make it something where they're like, oh, I actually learned something, but I liked reading, you know, what it was that made me laugh out yeah. loud at the yeah. same time.
0: Yeah, maybe I should have hired you to write my my book then. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I hear, I hear your book's doing great. So, uh, you book. yeah. Um, cool. So, so you, you said it was it was primarily for eighteen year uh eighteen year old to twenty four year old. What if I'm twenty nine and want to read it? Can I make a million bucks by thirty? Uh, well, it,
1: no, but you you can <laughs> by by forty by forty. Okay. Like nothing, nothing I sell is get rich quick. Yeah. But yeah, yeah but you know a, a day seems really short but a decade seems really long so if you hit, like like mine i had a 5 year plan and i was a millionaire in 5 years so if, if but that that is I'm not expecting everyone to replicate my success because I, I, you know, the market went up and market went down. Brooklyn became a hot new thing. The Brooklyn nets moved there. All my properties doubled in value. I got a little lucky, but as a 25 year old who owned three or four properties, you know, none of my other friends were doing that. So was I lucky? No, I had a plan and my I was executing on my plan. I had a 10 year plan. I was able to accomplish it in five years. So if you're 29, my book million bucks by 30, maybe by 39, uh, you'll be there. And then I've got I've got um, two other books if you don't mind me mentioning it that are on the same plane. No, yeah, we were uh, going
0: to talk about it. Go but yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, well so my my so there was a real estate market crash. I sort of got, um, I I had to I had already quit comedy. And so I had to reinvent myself. And I was like, okay, I need to resurrect my my career that I left as tech support, but I hated tech support. And so my second book is called The Subversive Job Search. And what it was is how I created um, a six-figure career. I, I got up to $130,000 salary in two years by reinventing myself reverse engineering job postings. I would take um, all the job postings of where I wanted to be in, in five years. I like these five-year plans. Where do I want to be in five years? Let's pull up everything on LinkedIn who has this title. What certifications do they have? What experience do they have? And then I threw it all into like a word cloud online. And the word cloud just makes the the, the words that are repeated more often stand out really big. And it would be like, boom, okay. I need to have those things on my resume. I need to have, you know, that certificate. I need to have two years of that experience. Boom, boom, boom. And then I just went out and got it. And you can get experience so well uh, using Upwork or Fiverr or something like that. You, you quote unquote, or entrepreneur, starting your own business. It doesn't matter what your skill set is. But if I was like, I need two years of project management. So I just went on Upwork and um, got two years of project management by just accepting every project management job on there for like a dollar. Like I'll do it for free. I just need experience because I need to put this on my resume. And, uh, and so I I just had all these strategies to reinvent myself. So if you're on that nine to five, you want to know how to negotiate a higher salary, when to leave your job, how to job hop, how to make yourself, you know, people would, every time I quit, I got recruited back in. Oh, we'll pay you double. We'll pay you more. We'll pay you more. And I'm like, no, I'm moving over. We're here. And so it's all, that's, that's the second book, how to really, if you have that nine to five job, how to really kind of, um, grow your career and your income. I
0: think that's yeah. very important too, especially right now when everyone is going back to work, um, and getting those nine to fives and people are hiring at, you know, very quick speeds. Um, I think that book is something that can definitely help a lot of listeners. Um,
1: and yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's for like that 25, 35, you know, early to mid career sort of uh, reader who, who's like, hey, they're, they're settled in their job and they're like, what's next. That's yep. sort of that, that, that thing.
0: Yeah. Yep. Most definitely. Um, I want to talk about um, your, your other book um, house fire that was recently uh, released uh, I yep. believe what two months ago or was, when was
1: oh, it? Uh, about three weeks ago house We're fire released. came right. out. Yeah. And, and fires, if you don't know, stands for financial independence and retire early.
0: My my question was so when, when I heard it come out, I looked on Audible and it wasn't there, man. What happened? Why is it not on Audible yet?
1: It will be next week. Um, they, the the guy who recorded it mispronounced all the real estate words, so uh, he was yeah. calling helix helix, and so I, have to, <laughs> I I gotta get him to re-record some you, of it. You got him all,
0: you got him on Fiverr. <laughs>
1: no, yeah, yeah right 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 uh, you need an audiobook yeah, uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh so i've had to record parts of it so yeah that'll be out next week
0: yeah. okay cool i definitely i will definitely be uh i was gonna buy it three weeks ago but then i was like man i don't have time to sit down to read like obviously no, we, we talked about how busy i am so like uh yeah. i just i can listen in the car while i'm driving and stuff so i'll definitely be purchasing uh next week um cool. That's cool, man. Um, so let's, let's talk about that book a little bit because, you know, fire has been around since I want to say the early 2000s. Um, and, um, yeah, I want to talk about the difference between fire and house fire.
1: Yeah. Okay. So fire financial independence, retire early. Um, The the big thing is math and figuring out your FIRE number. So what you do is you add up all your expenses and uh, annual expenses. Uh, So what do you spend in a year? And if you multiply that by 25, that's your FIRE number. Um, And and so if you save that much money in checking, savings, stocks, mutual funds, IRAs, then there's something called the four percent rule where you just withdraw four percent of that and it'll it'll cover your expenses and you can retire early and be financially independent. So what I don't like about that is it requires you basically save up a million dollars before you can retire. And that's that's gonna take 30, 40 years. Like how are you retiring early, you know, to save up forty thousand dollars. So I found a shortcut in this Still not get rich quick, but it's faster than that method. So, one example that I use is let's just take instead of all your annual expenses, let's just take one expense, $150 internet bill. Um, which, also, by the way, uh,
0: before you even start, this is like one of my favorite things. When I heard you break it down, this I had already had this in my mind of what I wanted to oh, do. Oh, good. So, I love yeah. this. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Good. <laughs> good. Good.
1: Well, so, so, let's just take one bill, $150 internet bill. You multiply by that by 12. 12 months, you're spending $1,800 a month, or I'm sorry, a year, $1,800 a year on internet. And and for the rest of your life, how are you going to escape your internet bill? Like that's probably going to follow you for life. You can't buy internet in bulk. I can't go to Costco and say, I want a discount on internet uh, for lifetime supply. Like that's just a bill that's going to follow me for life.
0: Um, And probably get more expensive. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, probably get more expensive. Right. Yeah. So so the FIRE method is, well, save up 25 times at $1,800, which is uh, $40,000, $45,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you save $45,000, you put in mutual funds, and then you pull out 4% of that every year to pay that $150, you know, $1,800 a year of internet bill. My way of doing it is, hey, don't save up $45,000. Save up $20,000. Let's just save twenty uh, half that, you know, maybe If that, 000. Yeah, yeah. If that, right, right, and then you go buy a house, a rental house, a rental property uh, for a hundred thousand um, dollars, and there, there's you don't have to live in a, a. You might be in New York, you might be in San Francisco, California. I can't find something that's hundred thousand dollars those houses exist out there. There's property managers who's going to take care of it for you. There's money to be made, remote investing. You don't have any headaches. The property manager handles everything for you. So a lot of people are like, I, I you know, $100,000 homes aren't where I'm at. You don't have to be. I, I work with clients in, in California, buying in Georgia all the time. Uh, but these these all the mid, middle of America states, you can buy $100,000 houses. That being said, save up $20,000, uh, buy a house that's $100,000 or less, and you'll paying the property manager to handle everything, you'll probably still cash flow $150 a month. So with $20,000, I bought a house, property manager manages it. I don't have any calls, I don't have any headaches. I just get a check deposited in my account every day. Um, After the mortgage is paid off, I get $150. That $150 has now bought me internet for the rest of my life. It took me half the price. And so I bought a cash flowing asset uh, that pays for the internet. And then I just went through every single bill and did that. Okay, my phone bill. Hundred bucks, my electric bills, uh, fifty bucks. All right, that's another hundred fifty dollars. Just save up twenty thousand dollars. Let me go buy another house. That house pays off that bill. And then after five houses, all my bills were were covered for. And and the thing is, is once you buy that first house, uh, so people are like, well, I can't save up a hundred thousand dollars. But when you buy that first house, you save up that first twenty thousand dollars. Buy that first house. It's faster to buy to save up for your second house because you already have one house that's paying for one of your bills. And then buy that second house. And you have
0: equity. And you well, have equity, yeah. By the by, the time you get to wanting to purchase the the other one,
1: yeah, right. And 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 so I am investing because uh, typically a house will appreciate three percent a year. So in in ten years, that one hundred thousand dollar house is going to be one hundred thirty three thousand dollars. So I took twenty thousand dollars, put it on a hundred thousand dollar house that paid my internet for life. Fast forward ten years, I still have free internet. And my house is worth $133,000. So I've, I've almost doubled my money. Uh, you know, I, I've invested $20,000 and now it's, it's made me $33,000. Yeah. And so it's just, the, it, it, it's get rich slow, but you have to start right away. Like buy the house. So maybe that's in the letter to that 18 year old me, buy a house as soon as you can, because the payoffs are down the road. And to get on that, to get, to receive those payoffs earlier, you got to start earlier.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I think that goes with anything. And even if you're investing in stocks, you got to start early, right? You're not, it's not a get rich quick game. I mean, unless you're just a a crypto billionaire over here, but, um, (laughs) but it's none of it. it, It's all time. Time is like the most important thing um, in in any investing. And, and that's great. And
1: and this is what I've learned about what wealthy people do. Like I learned this eventually and I'm I'm 43 now. Um, So wealthy people, don't go buy a Tesla. Let's say a Tesla is $40,000. Poor people, poor, poor, poorly educated, financially educated people will go buy a Tesla. Here's $40,000. Congrats, Elon Musk. Take my money. Wealthy people say, well, how much is a Tesla payment? for 40, Oh, it's $500. Okay. I'm going to take my $40,000. I'm going to go buy a cash flowing asset. I'm gonna buy a house in all cash for forty thousand dollars. That spits off five hundred dollars to pay for my s my my Tesla. So I'm not giving my money to Elon. I'm giving my money to myself by buying a house that I own. That house is then paying for that Tesla. And so you you do that for every bill in your life, every toy you want in your life, everything you want. You just buy a property, cash flowing. Uh, this is what house fire is all about. Um, buy a property that pays for whatever you want in your life. And and again, like you said, it pays off the the earlier you start, the bigger, the rewards down the line.
0: Yeah. That, that um, literally rich dad, poor dad talks about that all the time um, uh, about how buying you should buy asset first to pay for, for your liabilities. And then I remember specifically in your conversation about the Tesla with Brandon Turner, uh, uh, but he had went and purchased like a Hawaii condo to pay for his Tesla for his wife or something like that. Right. So that's just extremely, Funny and and very true. Um, I you, maybe I should write a book called Car Fire because I pretty much did the same thing with car rental business, right? So okay. I just to break it down a little bit, what um I started buying cars four years ago, um and renting them out on a on a platform called Turo, right? Um yeah, no, Turo. Yeah, built up a fleet. Um and pretty much how I saw it was like, okay, obviously there's tax benefits on depreciation, but I see my bills being paid every month. I see my what? my tolls to cross the bridges in the Bay Area being paid every month. I see my phone bill, I need the, fo- I need the phone to have the app, phone bills being paid every month. Right. Okay, right. now uh, I have two bills that are being paid by one car. Cool, let me go get another car. Okay, yep. now, now I have, um, what else? Uh, internet, need internet to access the app. Now my internet's paid, right? Yep, uh, right, right. The, uh, the, the life of the car or whatever. Um, and then it just, it just kept going and going and I just kept buying more cars, realizing how much I am saving from not taking out of my W2 paycheck. Right. right. And I was like, now I have my W2 paycheck and now I have like more money to spend and save and invest. Right. And throw into music career, uh, podcasting, clothing. Right. Um, so yeah, car fire. Might have to write that book. Yeah, yeah, there you go, you go, yeah. You go. yeah. Um, cool, cool. No, I, I love it, man, I love it. Uh, I do want to talk about, we skipped over a huge thing, but I didn't want to wait until like the end of the, the, the episode, but your reality TV show career, man. Uh, we totally skipped over that. You were you were on um, a couple of different shows, um, and I want to talk about that. So, like, how did you get started in that? How was sure. how was that world? Because I've also been in that world as well. Um, okay.
1: Yeah. Well. So, well. So um, reality TV is. Um, I wouldn't say scripted. They don't give you lines, but they, they they try to put you in situations where it may be for entertaining purposes. So what they do is um, typically the, the way they cast is they'll go get the women from the modeling agencies and they'll get the men from the comedy clubs. So um, that, you know, you, you're performing in comedy, then you know, you'll be good on TV and they'll put you in situations. So I got on um, five reality shows uh, and one game show, uh, the bigger ones were um, I was made over in season one of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy as uh, being a real estate investor they, they came and made over my house. But I was also at the same time filming a show called The Restaurant with Rocco Dispirito, which is this high-end Manhattan restaurant. They were filming the behind the scenes, what it's like. And I was a, a waiter and a food runner on that show. And um, they, I didn't realize this at the time, but they aired on the same network at the same uh, back-to-back. Uh, they are on NBC and Bravo, yeah. um, uh, both, both of them. And so it would be one hour of me as a food runner, just like, Making dollars and tips and stuff, and then immediately followed by me being a real estate investor in New York, which I was doing and I was buying a property. You know, but you know, um, and so I got a lot of hate mail. Of people are like, "This guy's a liar. This is a liar." But to be fair, I the, the I didn't make money being on Queer Eye. Uh, they, they they renovated my home and then gave me furniture and clothes, which was great. And I, but the money I was being paid on the restaurant was actually the money on on the on the food tips you know uh, the reality tv the tv production company wasn't giving me any money did you not and get a, working a, money. A,
0: a royalty percentage every time it was aired or something like till this day no
1: no 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 to this day no um and so uh that that that's that's how the reality tv is successful because it's so cheap to make because no one gets paid And that's why now, every time you watch a reality TV show, it's a commercial. Like every Real Housewife has an album coming out or a cookbook coming out or they're they're, they're doing something because they're not getting paid they're they're getting paid to be like you're you're you have an audience and a following let, let's sell them something um and so yeah i was making that that's added into my sleep i was working nine to five then i was working in this restaurant as a reality show and then i was going to the comedy clubs so i was just not sleeping at all but i was like well this will get me um this will help open doors in my comedy queer this will do that like maybe i the agents aren't coming to my shows maybe they'll see me on queer eye but then when i you know or, or see me on on the restaurant and then what what happens is like you know Oh, Alan, we need you to act like a buffoon. Will you will you fall down the stairs and drop the tray everywhere and Jesus. be like, "Oh man," you know? Jesus. So, <laughs> and, and then I felt bad for Rocco because he I'm, I'm I respect entrepreneurs. I like that he's going out doing his own thing. And then it's like, oh, you the TV company wants me to drop all the you know the, the, the plates of lobster or whatnot, yeah, and uh, you know, so yeah. Did you, drop, position, did you drop
0: Did you drop the plates?
1: I, I, I declined yeah. they, got, uh, they got they got someone else to do it instead so uh yeah, yeah that's
0: good that's so, good yeah um yeah. man okay cool so that like so you've been on how many how many uh tv shows total uh, yeah, uh,
1: there was it was five total reality shows, one game show. I'm trying to think with it. One was Blind Date, which was like a or, or, or I um,
0: saw that the uh, commercial, the link or yeah, on cha- yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was some dating show, and, and then it was um, the game show was uh, Chain Reaction, which was. Um, uh, on the game show network, which if you want to get on game shows, uh, it, no one's applying for those shows, and so it's easy to get on, especially if you live in New York. Um, and um, trying to think of all the other shows, it, it, it's been 15 years. Uh, but it, it's been, my reels on YouTube, if you go to the House of AC, yeah. uh, you can check it out
0: there. Great, you had long hair too, I believe.
1: Uh, I dreadlocks. Well, I,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, yeah. I was on Jerry Springer. That's it. The big one. Was, I, I made up a story. Got on Jerry Springer, and that, that's that, it. That, that's,
0: that's a big one, yeah. That's the yeah. remember that's the one I remember. Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay, so you've been on reality TV. Would do you see yourself having a like house, um, flipping house TV reality show?
1: I, I don't does know, does it have I to mean, be flipping,
0: um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe one day it's not it's not on my vision board. It's not like the the dream I have. I think it would it would come naturally to me. I do that in real life. I'm comfortable on TV, but um, I I don't know. I I think there's a plethora of of options in that category. So maybe I need to create my own genre of, of real estate uh, reality TV.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's what everyone's doing now. House flippers. You got everything. Um, I mean,
1: it makes for good television. It's exciting. It, it's when, wind, when falls people, get it windfall.
0: is, and it, it is, it, I actually like, like looking at the, the shows. Like I'm super interested and I'm like, yeah, there that's fake. Like as a realtor, we know, like, no, you know, that's yeah. for TV. Um, but, yeah. but it, it's interesting and, and it definitely keeps people um, in tune. So, uh, my question would be what's your five-year goal now, right now, you said you're 43 years old, right? Looking good, yeah. man. Looking good. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, kind of. We'll see. I, I've got fatter cheeks these days. Yeah. Uh, um, That's because you're always smiling, man.
0: They're swollen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I wanted to be fat, happy, and rich. So I, I think I've, I've accomplished all those at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay okay but, uh,
1: yeah maybe, maybe five years i w- I want to probably really grow my business in, in the commercial real estate space i, I have over a hundred units in the residential real estate space, so I'm always trying to push myself and uh, grow my portfolio, so I think I'm gonna do a lot more investing commercial you know strip malls um warehouses things like that. that that's sort of exciting me now. I'm at a new price point where I can do that. That's a little bit tougher for for beginners but but I started with ten thousand dollars buying a hundred thousand dollar property you know. 15 years I guess ago. 20 years later yeah yeah 20 yeah, 20 years now uh, i bought my first property at 22 23 oh, yeah. 43 now and, and now 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 I don't look at any I'm only investing in properties over a million dollars so you know like I said it set those set four or five year plans you know that's 20 years you you could you could be where I'm at uh, where I started with zero without contacts without anything and I everything I learn I put in my books cuz I want other people to learn you know and and my books are don't, don't make me any money. I make no money on my books, but I'm happy to do it. I enjoy me neither. I, I don't okay. either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, um, I mean, they
1: sell, but I, I don't know where the money goes. But yeah, it doesn't I come mean, back they, to me. I uh, still but, haven't yeah. got paid
0: like two months ago. <laughs> right, uh, right, 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 right. But, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, no, that, um, I, I just want to thank you. Thank you for coming up here, man. Uh, you, you shed a lot of light. Um, for the for the audience the way i like to wrap up the the episode is with a segment called guided conclusions um where i just ask a question that we haven't talked about previously um before recording um it could be funny serious anything um but today's question is what's important to you now um in the beginning of the episode you mentioned that you are a family man or that you have a, a a wife and kids so what's important to you now
1: yeah well, you took that answer right out of my mouth. I mean, um, I, I've, I've learned that you know I've, I've got three kids, um, and what real estate and house fire has afforded me is time, it, which is more important to me as I get older than money. Time is more important. The, the, the time that I can spend with them, I can I can go to the games and the rehearsals and the graduations and whatnot. That's that is what's important to me. So um, by freeing up my time, it it, it it's. All I want right now, and uh, to spend it with my, my kids because I know once they leave the house, they're not going to want to hang out with me. I want to be, you know, no, no one wants to hang out with their parents when they're older, really, but uh, now yeah. they're forced to because they live in under my house, so I, I want to make the most of it and make it enjoyable.
0: How, how old are they? What, what are their names? Shout them out if you don't mind. You don't have to, yeah, sure. Uh,
1: Zane is 11, uh, Nile is eight, and Ellis is four, and so uh, we got At, what's what story. Ellis Ellis. Ellis, yeah. Ellis is my daughter, and then uh Niall and Zayn are, are are my
0: sons. I love I love uh I love the names, all three, but Niall and Zayn. Zayn was gonna be like it was like a top seven of ours. Uh my son's my son's, oh, my son's you... name is Zakai.
1: Zakai, I love it. Yeah, I wanted I wanted a unique so... letter. Yeah, yeah. Say yeah, say same, same, um, same here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I have yeah, a I have yeah. a baby.
0: I mean, I... Oh, I was yeah, gonna say yeah. I have a baby girl on the way, and her name is Valentina.
1: Oh, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, Alan is the nerdiest name out there. Every time there's an Alan on TV, it's, it's, it's got like tape on his glasses and he's fumbling around. And I was like, you know, that, I don't, you have you know. two
0: first names, Corey. Too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, Corey. Yeah. And,
1: and, uh, so, uh, I, I, wanted, I was like, just give a unique name. Cause, cause everyone's going to call you Corey cause no one remembers Alan, but everyone yeah. calls me Corey. So I felt like if I give my kids unique first names, then, then they'll remember their names.
0: Also for, I, li- says, I like AC like AC just sounds cool. You feel me? It sounds cool.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you're the and cool it, dad that, it, well so my friends call me AC and my all my social media channels are the, the house of AC but it's not cool because people call me AC because of AC Slater from uh, Saved by the Bell uh, which was well, popular when I was a kid but yeah. uh, whatever uh, the house of AC <laughs> I'll take it I'll go awesome. by AC it's better, better than Alan
0: Corey yeah speaking of social media uh, make sure you follow Alan Corey at everything uh, at the house of AC um, you got it so yeah, definitely. Was gonna ask you to shout out that. Hey, but I thank you, man. Um, we're gonna wrap up. Um, it was a great episode. Thank you for sharing. This was your fun. Story. Yeah, yeah was keep definitely. me updated.
1: Yeah, and then let me know what's going on your life. Congrats on the, the new one on the way. And um, I, I know you got big things in front of you. You've you've accomplished so much in such a short amount of time. So I see a little bit of me in you and your hustle. So uh, <laughs> I, you. I'm thank encouraging you every step of the way.
0: Appreciate uh, it. Appreciate I'll let it. you know
1: when that audio book is available
0: most definitely well this is the misguided podcast we intend to guide you to a better future my name is juan i'm sitting here with alan Corey. make sure you like and subscribe and go hit that follow. thank you everybody it's time to stay focused it's time to decide fuck clubs fuck partying fuck trying to fit in and socialize rub elbows with everybody so people can stop calling you weird why are you so anti-social because I'm trying to get it. Why are you staying on the basketball court so much? Because I'm trying to get it. Why are you out there practicing in the hot sun, but ain't nobody else out there? Because I'm trying to get it. Why are you not clubbing like every time I text you and invite you to go do something fun and cool? You always saying, because I'm trying to get it. The more weird you are, it's a reflection of how committed you are. the focusing on your shit. To be five feet tall, shortest of them all, could barely grab the net. All I wanted was to ball, All I wanted was to ball, could barely grab the net. All I wanted was to ball. How it go? He's black, so we must ball. But he's short, so we must rap. Cause he's not tall. Well, I do both. Oh, and I'm way too, so fuck you, fuck you. Victim to the stereotypes. I'm living in a prison, trying to avoid mistakes, but making wrong decisions. Praying to the man up above living with consequences such a hard time finding love too many decisions too many decisions indecisive when it comes to women never had a man teach me how to treat one never had a man teach me how to be one they don't know me like they think they do my mama said boy i'm proud of you i did these things no one thought i'd do and now i'm screaming fuck you They don't know me like they think they do My mama said, boy, I'm proud of you I did these things no one thought I'd do And now I'm screaming, fuck you I used to want what you wanted Now I can't care less about it Had to work for what I wanted No allowance, never took things for granted Never slept in silence, too many sirens To my head Never was it quiet I'm just young and misguided Young and misguided Or maybe misunderstood Searching for some guidance I just wanna be those liars No, I just wanna buy my mother diamonds Yes, and say You deserve it for being the best I wanna say you don't need to work You deserve to rest You deserve to wear a dress And go out with your friends And not stress And not worry about what bill you gotta pay next Cause you deserve it Cause you the best, son They don't know me like they think they do My mama said, boy, I'm proud of you I did these things, no one thought I'd do And now I'm screaming, fuck you They don't know me like they think they do My mama said, boy, I'm proud of you I did these things, no one thought I'd do And now I'm screaming, fuck you